Hello, it's Jeff. Just before we get to the show, just a friendly reminder to hit follow or subscribe on your podcast app so it's downloaded and ready to go. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I don't know about you, but it seems people are saying, you do you, a lot lately. How many among us get to the essence of their true spirit and soul and put themselves out into the world bare of the masks they may have created in the name of conformity? Not conforming takes courage. I've said it before, and it bears repeating, there's value in getting back to the innocence and the openness of that kid you may have long ago left behind. A chance to try things you want to try. Open up to the possibilities not bound by expectation and revel in the expression of what makes you burn. Sometimes it's a matter of realignment, getting to the essence of who you are. And sometimes it's in the stillness of remembering what you had and what you lost. The act of getting back to you doing you. And it comes with questions. What do you desire? In career, in relationships, in intimacy, in sex. Sometimes when things get too familiar, they become devoid of the erotic, a dulling of the senses. One thing's for sure, people need to give partners time to miss them. Distance breeds desire. Nights apart, date nights, role-playing. There's lots of ways to keep the fires burning. But sometimes in life, it can get completely away from you to the point that it's not coming back. And the answer dwells outside of the lines, in the shadows, where nothing's known and everything's new. All you have is a blank canvas and your instincts. And passion and desire can only be realized within the intrigue of the completely unfamiliar. Of course, there's danger in that, and discomfort, and growth, and fire. Danny had given up many of her freedoms for conformity, and for family, and for a partner who was everything until he wasn't. They'd had a good run, as they say. Over time, though, he'd become a much better golfer than a lover. She didn't lay all the blame with him. Of course, it takes two. And what had happened was less important than what would happen once Danny traded in all that was known for a realm where nothing was. And if the book of life is ultimately built upon adventures and experiences, she was most interested and excited for the chapters that had only been imagined. And when she did imagine, it was just glimpses at first, a toe in the water, until eventually she pulled back the curtain and revealed to herself herself. It was time for Danny to fill her own tank. And when she allowed herself the freedom to do so, her mouth could almost taste it, and the space between her legs feel it. It was time for Danny to bloom again, to welcome what her dreams had been manifesting. So much so, she started coming in her sleep. It was one day in the early part of last summer she went to pick up her son from sailing school. His class had gone a bit late, which was fine with her a chance to enjoy the breeze coming off the bay and read a bit of a book on the bench by the boardwalk that met the pebbled beach that was drenched by the freshwater waves. When the wind picked up, the young sailors' skills were tested and tried. Their teachers were experienced and adept as they'd been students themselves, and now, college age, they'd come home to summer by the bay and pass on their experience while making a little money. Danielle had watched them grow, getting to know some quite well, others less so. On this day, as she sat, legs crossed, turning pages in a novel telling tales of European travels, 
which brought back memories from her own past. The story was interrupted by a voice above and behind. You want me to bring you down something cold to drink? Twisting herself around and squinting to see, his body was half out the open second-story window. And she called back, Hi, David. Really, you'd do that for me? David said, Of course. Fizzy water with lime okay? She laughed and said, Perfect, please, yes. David was one of her favorites. He'd been teaching at the sailing school for five summers, and with two years of college behind him, the changes she'd seen in him were immense, and how thoughtful he was to bring her something icy to drink. Not two minutes had passed, and there was his voice again just steps behind her now. I've been thinking, and if you don't mind, I always think of you as Danny. Danielle felt her face flush a bit and said, That's fine, you can call me that, David. He reached out and handed her the tall glass, and she thanked him and put it to her lips and tasted the fizzy lime taste before saying, Now look at you. He laughed a bit. Yeah, it's me, all right. It's been nine months since I saw you, and you look great. How have you been? Danny responded, I feel great, too. Thank you. I feel better than I've felt in forever. Doesn't hurt the sun's shining and this breeze for our sailors and this book and a cold drink now and your compliments to boot, she said. And the shyness Danny remembered David having was completely gone. He asked her, and what do you attribute the feel-good feeling? Danny said, let's just say I'm opening back up to what life has to offer. And then she directed it back to him with, what about your year away and being back here, how does that feel? David replied, actually it feels like it's just what the doctor ordered. Being on the water for the summer puts me in my happy place. And we finally got funding a few months late, but better late than never, to renovate the staff suites upstairs. And they're letting me supervise the project and take some shifts instructing, too, so the best of both worlds. David continued, I'm just about to go back up and review the plans. It's been such a pleasure seeing you again, Danny. Just leave the glass on the step when you're done, if you would. She said the pleasure was mine, David, thank you. And said, I can see the boats now. It won't be long before they're back, and I'll hope to see you again this week. And with that, off he went, and soon she'd collect her son and make her way home. It was there that evening Danny felt a bit silly, but didn't care that she was thinking the things she was thinking about David. He wasn't young enough to be her son, but still. But he'd grown up so much even since last summer. His voice was that of a man now. His shoulders had gotten so broad. He hadn't lost a bit of his sincere charm and sweetness, but he'd found a confidence she'd not known on him, asking to call her Danny. It was only last year it had changed from Mrs. Masters to Danielle at her insistence. She'd wanted to ask him about the college girls, but decided it was too much so soon, held back. Still, she couldn't resist imagining him in his college residence and how he might have been with a woman, or perhaps women. She couldn't help but think he was as lucky as he wanted to be with girls. Then as she got ready for bed, she thought some more about it and found herself getting lost in visions of him taking charge with someone who looked a bit like her. Danny took good care of her yoga body, well hydrated, no booze, clean food, an hour weekdays at sunrise, stretching her neck and spine and finding balance between her hips, extending her hamstrings and calves and the arches of her feet. Yoga had also helped relieve back pain, left over from her ski racing days. 
She'd focus on distributing her weight evenly through her palms and lifted her hips up and back away from her shoulders. Downward dog, upward facing dog, plank pose, triangle and warrior and dancer and goddess and all of the poses that made her feel alive and ready to take on a day. But in this moment, there were other positions Danny imagined and she pictured David there with her, like the wide squat over top his body. She'd never thought of him this way before. Now it's all she could think of. That evening, she worked herself into a frenzy, her vibrating dildo upon her clit. She had to push it up inside all the way and imagine him penetrating her deeply while she showed him poses the college girls may or may not have. Eyes burning with the need for sleep, Danny dozed off, and before she knew it, she was back on her yoga mat, stretching and sweating and lost in more thoughts. She headed to the sailing school much earlier that afternoon, taking her book and parking herself upon the bench by the blue water, with plenty of time to relax before the boats were to be back. Danny wasn't the only one thinking about tomorrow last night. David had also been swimming in his thoughts about her as he lay in bed with his own book and a view to the bay and the sunset and a vision of her strong back, the straps of her black bathing suit crisscrossing upon her toned shoulders. He found Danny to be a rare combination of highly fit and incredibly feminine. Fragile she was not. Her shoulders were broader than most women. And from the second-story window, the sight of her had made him stiff. He had actually worried that his cock wouldn't subside enough to not be completely obvious how she affected him. He loved that when he approached her from the front, all of her femininity burst forth in her face, and he was captivated by her slender fingers as she reached out to receive the cold drink he'd brought her. And more than anything, admittedly, it was a three-way tie for his attention between her back that gave way to a bubble butt and her smile and her full breasts. They were real and they were really nice. And laying on his bed, his shoulders against the pillows, propped against the headboard, he imagined her in the same position, naked, and how her breasts might look, how wide the colored part around her nipples might be, how she might like them stimulated, if she might like his mouth upon them, and how they might sway when her body was being pushed by his and what the hair above her pussy looked like. Was it waxed away and completely smooth, or was it a pretty tuft, landing strip style? Or a classic triangle, maybe? And were the lips subtle or protruding, and was her clit pronounced, and how would she most want to take him? In one of her yoga poses, or maybe she'd straddle him on a firm kitchen chair and drop down on his cock that way. All of David's thoughts led to all of the cum in his balls shooting so hard it landed all the way up his neck as he muttered the name Danny as he came. Sleep came fast after that. Now it was the new day and Danny was on the bench reading semi-focused and David popping in and out of her thoughts. He was upstairs semi-focused on the planning of the reno of the staff suites at the sailing school and semi-erect with thoughts of Danny. And as working isn't always about burying your head in emails and paperwork, he was immersed in his thinking time as he wandered over to the window overlooking the bay, surprised to see Danny by the water so early this day. Instead of yelling down to her this time, he threw on his swimsuit, grabbed the towel, and headed down to say hello. About 15 feet from the bench, the breeze of the bay brought straight to David the smell of Danny's perfume. It smelled like he wasn't quite sure what, but he liked it. Hi, Danny, he said as he came up from behind. 
David, I might have just been thinking about you. He replied, I was definitely thinking about you. Now I have to ask your perfume. It's nice. Tell me. Danny said, oh, you'll love this. Let me look up the description I found after I discovered it and bought it last month. She searched it up and started reading to him. Gypsy water is for those who prefer to wear their boyfriend's jeans, T-shirts, and sweaters and are always nursing the desire for a tiny, delicate tattoo somewhere. They laughed together at that, and she continued. The scent is woody and musky with smoky flower petals. And if that's not enough, it's also, quote, like a vintage leather jacket that goes with everything and molds to your body, super elegant but not uptight. They laughed some more, and he said, Now I really like it. It kind of describes you. Danny said, You think? David replied, super elegant, but not uptight. That's exactly you. But the smoky flower petals bit? Now that's hot. She was about to say, come sit, but he beat her to it, and they were now side by side. You can come in now if you like for a proper sniff, she said to him. So he did, and said, whoa, smoky petals. She pressed, how about woody and musky? David said woody for sure, and grinned as he did. So, David, tell me about the heartbreaking you did all year at college. David smiled and said, actually, no, a couple of hearts got beating fast. But somehow no hearts were harmed in the making of that school year. So far as I know, I don't have anyone I'm keeping in touch with. They were both quiet for a moment. It was Danny who broke the silence in sharing how she'd read a piece in The Atlantic about millennials and how things had changed since she was that age. How students fell into three groups. Roughly one-third were the abstainers who opted out of the hookup culture entirely. A little more than a third were the dabblers who hooked up sometimes. Less than a quarter were the enthusiasts who looked forward to hooking up. And the remainder were in long-term relationships. She said to David, so where do you fall into all this? He said, you can call me an enthusiast. Danny's grin broke into a proper wide smile. He loved her mouth and he loved what she had on today, too. Black bikini. The material had texture to it and looked a bit wet without being so. Her breasts made him weak. Her bikini bottoms were the likes of which nothing he'd seen before. One string clung to the top of her hips and circled her waist, holding up two black, shiny, wet-looking panels that were narrow covering a bit of her butt, but barely, the kind of bathing suit that would make young boys and old folks gasp. And for David, it made him as hard as he'd been last night imagining her next to him. And now she was. Come for a swim, she said. Let's, said David, and together they headed along the pebbled beach to the bay and walked out together for a while before it was deep enough. And then they went all the way in and up to their necks and both dove under and swam out a bit and it got deeper and they tread water a bit before moving closer to shore to where they could stand. Danny said to David, it is good for me that you're single now. And so am I for the first time in forever. David said, how long was forever? Danny said, well, you know, my son's 13. I was married a year before he arrived, so 14 years since I've been with anybody but my ex, at least physically. But my head was out of that game the last few years, so it feels like even longer. And how did you cope with that, responded David. Danny said, kept busy as one does with career and a kid. 
You keep your head down with work and yoga and you clean and cook and read and sleep and repeat and suddenly you're 39. David smiled and said, your body's 29, so you're actually barely older than me. Tanny said, what's seven years anyway? Then David said what he'd been thinking. I can tell you this, Danny. That bathing suit is ridiculously hot. And the only way it could be hotter is upstairs on my kitchen floor. How things between them had escalated, they both realized. To say that Danny was ready for something new was the understatement of the century. She'd already climbed up and down his body in her mind, felt his chest press against hers and his lips and his tongue, and she'd already yanked on his dark mane of curly hair, pushing his head where she needed it to be, and she'd stroked his cock and sucked on it, too. She'd already been fucked good and hard by David, if only in her thoughts. Now she was realizing not only could she do it for real, she had time. Ninety minutes on the clock before she had to be fully clothed and composed enough to meet her son after his sailing class had finished. Who's upstairs right now, she asked David. David said everyone's out. Danny said take me up and do to me what I imagined you did last night. David said and what did you imagine? Danny shot back anything you wanted. They didn't even bother to towel off before taking their bodies dripping from the bay up the stairs and into his suite. And David said to Danny, let's go get under some warm water first. And he led her into the bathroom where a rain shower head hung from the ceiling. And he turned it on. Then he peeled off her bottoms and she pulled off her top. And then pulled down his suit and they were naked and hugging and under falling water and they kissed. And he didn't realize at first, but those were tears falling from her eyes, too, as she let go emotionally, in the relief of having something she was not permitted to have for too long. Happy tears, with this young man of passion, with a beautiful soul and a cock that rose against her stomach. And she was going a bit out of her mind, realizing that they were actually doing this, and he was the hottest thing she'd ever seen. And she could actually have him inside of not only her mind, but wherever he wanted to go now. The hot water had warmed up their bodies. David lathered her back as he pulled her into him and circled the cheeks of her ass with his soapy palms and bent his knees and let his hands run all the way down the backs of her legs and gripped her ankles for a second and ran his hands slowly back up the front of them and over her tummy and onto her breasts lathering some more and circling her nipples. Then he put his hands lightly around her neck and kissed her forehead and eyebrows and eyes and nose and cheeks and mouth. And then he let the water run over, rinsing her breasts before taking each one in his mouth and lightly sucking, and then gripping with mouth and hand for a while. And then their mouths met again, and they found themselves thinking, what's next? David shut the water off and started toweling Danny's body dry, and then his own. And then he said, come with me. And he led her to the kitchen. And he pulled a hard chair from the table and positioned it in the middle of the room. And sat her in it, naked but warm, smiling. And he walked toward the hall and opened the closet and came back with a black bar, about two inches thick, maybe thirty inches wide. It had an eye hook in the middle on the top with a length of chain 
and two more eye hooks, one on each end, and hanging from each were black leather cuffs. And he took the chain and he reached it above his head and he connected it to the hook that was buried into one of the beams, below which Danny was perched naked on the chair. Her eyes were big now. This was something new. David was full of surprises. Stand up, Danny, he said firmly and took her left hand and raised it above her head and wrapped the leather cuff around her wrist and coaxed the leather strap through the stainless steel buckle and secured it snugly. And he took her right hand and did the same with it. And now she was stretched toward the ceiling. And then he nudged her legs apart and pushed the chair out of the way and he got on his knees and from behind and gently at first took long strokes with his tongue on her pussy lips as she arched a bit and invitingly pushed her ass out and he tongued her some more and more deeply and let his fingers find her hole and it was good and wet and she kept wiggling and arching and pushing her ass back and she was surprised when he slapped it hard left and right and she said so David and he responded have you not been bad and she replied my thoughts have been very bad since yesterday when I saw you better than you can imagine and he slapped it again and she said harder and he spanked her cheeks harder until they were red and tingling and Danny said how lucky are we that we get to do this the sting of his ass smacks and the tension of her arms outstretched above her head and his tongue upon her cunt had almost made her forget where she was or who she was and just then David reached up and held her restrained wrists in each of his hands and pushed his chest against her, his cock pushing against her ass, and the warmth of his breath and mouth covered her neck. And then he wrapped his right arm around her right side so that his hand could grip her left breast. And with his left hand he guided the hardness between his legs up and into her wetness. And the chain swayed with the movement of their arms. And Danny knew one thing for certain. This was not a fire she'd known. She'd never been taken like this, with cuffs and a chain and such passion and intention. And he pumped her, and the pace was slow but even, and she felt strangely as if she was on the verge of coming the whole time, but didn't want to because it felt better to vibrate just below the threshold, to hover as they were on this plateau of ecstasy. Danny had actually almost forgotten how much she loved to fuck. The journey continued with pumping and fingering and his mouth upon her neck, and she turned her head and parted her lips wide, inviting his tongue onto hers, twisting and tasting, and their mouths together were as wet and as wild as his cock felt diving in and out of her. And then he slowed it right down and said, I need you to ride it. And he reached up and adjusted the chain so that the bar hung that much lower. And David pulled the chair over and sat upon it facing Danny. And he said, spread. And she did, so she was able to straddle him. And the chain was the perfect length now for her to drop her body onto his cock. Her arms fully outstretched again. As they worked together, Danny pulled herself up while David's hands lifted from under her ass. Together they bounced her body up and down good and hard. And while she bounced, he devoured her breasts and her whimpers became moans that were escalating in volume. And then he stared her in the eye as he drove her on and off of him. And he held his stare and he resumed kissing her neck and tongued her mouth. And then he wanted her to feel the pressure of release and so gripping her ass cheeks, he ground her pelvis onto his. 
no longer stroking in and out, but keeping his cock fully inserted and circling and grinding until her neck and chest reddened in color, and the veins at her temples and in her neck swelled, and the grinding and the circling continued until she began to announce the arrival of her orgasm by announcing his name in a scream that you could have heard across the bay. And the only thing louder was the sound that David gave out immediately after as he filled her hole with a load that shot into her like a gun, a love gun. And they held each other close on the chair in the kitchen for a while as his cum ran from inside of her and onto the seat. The summer of love had just begun. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. Please take me by to the Blue Hotel. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.